Well, hello everyone. We all might get started just so we don't run too late over in this session. So thank you for coming along. We've got three amazing speakers here to tell us all about blockchain and emerging um, digital civic ethics. So first up, we've got Monique Potts. She's going to talk about emerging model, models of digital civics and ethics in a globally distributed economy and their application in an Australian context. Next up, we'll have Tom Hansen over here talking about... Tom Miller. Sorry, Tom Miller. Tom Hansen. Hello, Tom. How uh, governments, corporations, and the very nature of organisations will be fundamentally reshaped in blockchain technology. And then, finally, Nathan Waters talking about job automation as the catalyst for a peer-to-peer -peer blockchain economy. So we'll do 15-minute presentations, and then we'll try and do 10 minutes of Q&A at the end. Monique, over to you. Thank you. Uh, well, nice to be here to um, talk to you today. Um, I guess I just wanted to do a bit of scene setting as to why um, technologies like blockchain are important in terms of, I guess, enabling a more distributed approach to um, digital civics. So I guess I just wanted to quickly run through, um, from, from my experience in, in my work over um, many years in sort of digital media um, and innovation, as to why we sort of need this fundamental shift and, and how some of the technology might um, enable us to do some of this, but I think we also have to be very careful not to sort of fall into the um, fall into the trap of technological determinism that we set up the technology before we talk to people about what do they really want and what do they really need. Um, so just a little bit of scene setting. Um, so I guess the first thing I just wanted to raise was, which I'm sure a lot of you are aware of, is um, I guess the crisis of trust in public institutions, um, which is happening not just in Australia, but um, obviously, particularly in places like the US at the moment as well. And I guess we've been having some discussions at UTS about what the crisis, uh, what, where this sort of crisis of trust has come from, um, what the origins of it are. Um, and I did have a little clip that I wanted to play for you. Unfortunately, the audio is not working, so um, I'm going to try and play it and turn it around and play it off the audio off my laptop, but you have to be really quiet to hear it. So we'll give it a go. I guess to me, um, I saw this clip um, a few months ago, it was after the Grenfell Tower um, incident, and to me um, it sort of personified not only the crisis of trust in terms of people believing that the uh, government had their best will in mind in the design of these buildings and that they went through the processes they need to to make sure they are safe. But if you, when you watch the video, you'll see it's also about the government's response uh, to the crisis and their inability to respond in a, um, an appropriate and, and timely way. Still in London, public fury over last week's deadly tower blaze shows little sign of abatement. The official death toll is now 79. British Prime Minister Theresa May has tried to quell the anger by meeting survivors and announcing an emergency fund performance help those who lost their homes. A public inquiry will investigate reports that flammable cladding was used during the recent renovation of the public housing block and that concerns raised by residents about a potential fire hazard and the lack of a sprinkler system were ignored. Chief Foreign Correspondent Phil Williams spent a day amongst the local community. This is a story of human tragedy, but in the midst of this unspeakable loss and tragedy, human beings throwing arms around people they've never met. The only people that were helping were each other. Was the community that's done more? Yeah, that's, that's one thing. The community really has come together. I, I personally have seen 
struck by um, I guess how how poorly the local and other other government bodies were able to respond but also the level of anger and frustration about it in the community and also the incredible uh, community support that came out of the word of mouth that came out of social media um, and I think that's why you know these new distributed models that we might talk about today with blockchain are so important um, I worked at the ABC for a long time um, in digital media and innovation and I guess I experienced the, the challenge of being in a public institution and wanting to provide, you know, sort of real-time um, responsive public, ser uh, public services um, and experience some of the challenges in, in trying to do that. So this is a project from a while ago. In 2011, we ran a pilot project using a platform called Ushahidi, which some of you might be aware of, um, which is a way to um, map responses in real time um, during an emergency, or it can be for anything really. So this, is, um, this slide is just one slide of a response during the recovery phase. So we tried to map the, um, the emergency phase and then the recovery phase. But one of the big challenges we had in the recovery phase was that we couldn't publish people's contact details or, or personal information being a public broadcaster. And yet the expectation from the public was that the ABC as a pub public broadcaster should be doing something about this. So I had to sort of sit and watch Facebook and um, you know Google be able to offer all these services that we as a public service weren't able to offer. And now luckily we had a very enlightened um, sort of editorial team um, who allowed us to go ahead and put the contact details of people up for two weeks so that we could help to sort of facilitate that recovery period. But I guess I just wanted to, I guess, um, make the point of, you know, the, there are a lot of challenges in working in public institutions in trying to achieve what the expectations of the public might be now around um, representation and the, and the speed of response. Um, I guess for me, I think there's so much value in our public institutions that we've built up over time and all of these things like equity, accountability, transparency and integrity are things that we need to keep. We don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. 
Um, so we need to look at how to build these into um, new forms of in infrastructure, um, new forms of technological platforms that can provide the services that, that people need. Um, so I'll just quickly flick through a couple of these models which I think are really interesting in terms of um, models where uh, people are using technology-based systems and communities to um, bring about change. So this one's the um, GovZero project from Taiwan, um, which came out of um, a student protest movement initially, but has it seems to have grown really well. So you can see there what their focus is. Um, so I really like their approach to um, sort of forking the government, is what they talk about. So they'll develop new code and new platforms and then try and work with the government to merge them in into government services and they have had some success with that um, in terms of merging some of their systems back into sort of substantial city systems in particular. Um, the other one I think is quite interesting is um, this one from Spain. Um, so this is essentially a, um, a crowdfunding platform for <laughs> civic ventures. Um, so what they're looking to do is create a more ethical collaborative internet. Anyway, you can probably read that yourselves. Um, one, one model which, part of it which I think is really interesting is um, the sort of coupled giving. So um, you can have a social cause and then um, corporates or organisations can co-sponsor that cause um, and match the funding up to a certain amount. Um, Obviously, and Spiral, I'm not going to talk about because Josh is here in the room, but um, I do think it's a really fantastic model that they've developed and, and something that um, we're quite keen to look at trying to replicate in some way at UTS. Um, so I guess what I'm interested in is how can we try and restore this trust and how can distributed platforms such as blockchain help us to perhaps bring back some of that accountability and transparency, um, but also the immediacy of um, the expectation of what a public service is. Um, so we're doing a little bit of work at UTS around this. Um, this is just a short video of um, a, a platform that's, that we've been, well, actually one of the um, team, this is a space called the Data Arena at UTS. And what um, this guy did was work with some data from the City of Sydney Wellbeing um, report to really enable people from the City of Sydney and also community leaders to drill down into what the issues were for that community. Um, so you could get a really nice sort of sense of what the issues were for different parts of the community and then drill down into the actual sort of comments and, and feedback with regards to, to wellbeing. Um, so that's that and I'm running out of time. Um, the only other thing I want to mention is that um, we'd like to, I guess, explore the process of uh, setting up an open value network in the precinct of Ultimo. Um, so we're looking at having some dialogue initially, um, perhaps using um, Art of Hosting and Theory U to try and shape some of that dialogue. Um, we did a survey of students at UTS recently and 40% of them said they wanted to work as freelancers, they want to go into corporate or, or government jobs. Um, obviously financial security is a huge issue um, and also a lot of our students are looking for purpose-based jobs. 
Um, so maybe I'll come and report back next time on how that's going, but I, I know you're all here to hear about blockchain, so I'm going to hand over to Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Minister.